The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. For our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Glad to have everyone here on Saturday morning. Lots of people on the video platforms in the chat rooms. Good morning to you guys. We appreciate you very much, as well as our listeners on Red State Talk Radio. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. If you want to watch the video portion of the show, you can do so. Uh, going to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Just scroll down and look right there on the right. Uh, we'll be going live. Also, you can catch that video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim as well as my Periscope account at Setting Brushfires, our Facebook page at Bradley Dean SOL, YouTube channel is B. Dean Sons of Liberty, <clears throat> excuse me, beforeitsnews.com, we're also on there, and uh, dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. You can also find us on Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life, and as always, you guys at Red State Talk Radio, as well as the guys who are on uh, our video platforms, you're welcome to call in at any time. Please stick to the topic that we're going to be on today. We're <clears throat> at 215 top talk 215-867-8255 and uh we're gonna be on at least two different topics one one thing that uh, we're gonna do is uh and i shared this with kate before we came on the air and that is we have uh, a registered nurse who also writes for us at sons of and she's on the phone here we're gonna bring her on in just a moment but she has hypothesized that, uh, and she confesses she's not a medical doctor, she's hypothesizing something, so we're pinning it out as a question. Um, and as always, uh, this is a, supposed to be a health and wellness show, so we're just going to give the disclaimer, look, this is not medical advice, this is information only. Uh, if you need any kind of a medical advice, you're free to go to your doctor for that. But with that said, she sent me an email the other day saying, well, if hydroxychloroquine and zinc are working on supposed COVID. If that actually works, and it's worked on malaria, then wouldn't it be more of a parasite issue than some sort of virus, or even, as Dr. Kaubman says, an exosome? Wouldn't it be something more along akin to that? And so before I bring on Kate, what I want to do is I want to bring on our friend uh, Joni, uh, she's in the chat room as well. You guys know her as Suzanne Hamner, uh, writer at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And uh, Joni, good morning. Good 
Good morning, Tim. Hey, uh, okay, so let me, uh, if I can, let me just read this real quickly, and then maybe you want to comment, and we'll bring Kate on to, to get her take, because I think she saw, when I told her what you had said, she saw some of what uh, what you're seeing as well. You said the symptoms are common okay. to lots of viruses, bacterial infections, and parasites. Malaria is caused by a parasite that infects you if you're bitten by a mosquito that carries the parasite. The symptoms of malaria are similar to COVID-19. Viruses do not respond to antibiotics or antiparasitics. However, this COVID is responsive with hydroxychloroquine, uh, brand name Plaquenil, is that correct? Um, which treats, That's correct, Plaquenil. Okay, which treats the parasite that causes malaria. A side effect of this drug is it decreases an individual's immune response or immune system, <clears throat> which is why it works well for lupus and rheumatoid arthritis both autoimmune disorders where the immune system attacks the body. Now, because of the decrease in immune response, an antibiotic is given to prevent opportunistic bacterial infections. The zinc helps with boosting the immune system, thyroid function, wound healing, and blood clotting. Zinc also is also found in the eyes and needed for proper vision. Everyone jumped on this as a virus because China said so and said it initially started in wet markets. But who has been able to verify that? Who, like World Health Organization, like that organization can be trusted? Did it start in a lab? We know that 5G can produce coronavirus structures, and 5G radio wave sickness produces the same symptoms that COVID-19 can. The standard methodology for isolating any more microorganism has not been followed, so no one knows what is being obtained as genetic material, which is not even a criteria in Cox or Rivers postulates. It's convenient uh, that a test that was created for diagnosis is being used to diagnose this, and the skewed results are so atrocious that it cannot be said that someone has COVID-19 based on any positive test result. So question is, what are we looking at here? Your guess is that it's not a virus, uh, that in fact it is some type of vector-borne parasite like malaria, and this is why some of these things are actually working. You want to comment on that? I'm going to try to pull Kate's video up here and I'll let you comment on that while I do that. Okay. Um, no, I got to thinking about it because it, when you're talking about the coronaviruses, you're talking about something that's a flu. It's a vi It's a cold. It's not, and and it's exosomes. And we know that in the, the rivers postulates, what they did when they were looking for this was they put. Um, antibiotics in these mammalia cells, well, that helped uh, produce those exosomes. So then they said, well, we've got this genetic material, but what are you getting it from? Because no one has isolated this. Maybe we're not looking for the right thing. They jumped on it as a virus, and that's what it came up. Okay, it's a virus. Then you started breaking, breaking it out everywhere. Now, if you look... Um, it kind of started for us in the U U.S., kind of on the West Coast. And if you look, it started in places that have ports you know, where you get the shipping in. Well, we get a lot of our goods from where else but China. And that, that got me to thinking. And from what we know about viruses and how they work, 
if but because you can't get it unless somebody puts it in you doesn't respond to anything it just has to kind of do whatever it does and the exosomes that's the cellular damage and that's probably what a virus is is it's already there because even Carrie Mullis said you carry these things you've, you've got thousands of them in your body something triggers and then you get sick right well with this with with this the symptoms are so close to malaria it's so close to everything else no one can say based on symptoms or and the test is unreliable that yes this is COVID okay. because the symptoms are so generic but what are we looking at if you look at it from the treatment standpoint a parasitic drug is working and an antibiotic is working which is exactly what you give for malaria malaria is caused by a parasite okay. but there is a there has to be a vector there for in in malaria now if we are dealing with the parasite is is does it have a vector um, to for anybody to to get this that they're calling the coronavirus that's something that nobody's looked at and they initially said it came from wet markets well animals are known to sure. sometimes be a vector for parasites and other things of that nature but that's not something anybody has looked at and every I can't find anything any information that says yes we looked at the wet markets and we looked at all these animals and we haven't found anything um, then it came out oh well it came from a a lab in Wuhan okay well, well <laughs> where, where's all this stuff to, to prove that I mean you've got to have some kind of trail to tie it all back together sure. we haven't even seen that yeah, you haven't all seen we've any seen, all we've got is a narrative okay. that somebody gave us that has not been proven. Okay, all right. I appreciate you bringing that all this up here, um, Joni. Again, Joni's a registered nurse here in the states, and uh, we bring on our uh, health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani. And Kate, when you heard this, you kind of said, "Yeah, that makes a lot of sense." What, what do you got to say with uh, with what Joni's saying here? It was interesting because when the original test. Um, came out the when when they the way they actually did the test <clears throat> it was quite bizarre because the test itself that they bought out as the test that they were going to roll out for everyone didn't it didn't uh, match gold standards the P, uh, PCR test was blown up to the point of contamination so that was ruled out but even the actual test that they used um, where they put a liquid in, they, they didn't uh, isolate and visualize virus. It was almost the, the what they, they wanted to come up with what it was, was decided even before they'd done the test. They decided that it was going to be sold as this is a virus. And so none of it married together. Um, it's interesting that uh, uh, on, on your show, Tim, you were talking a while back about, hydro, uh, about sorry, DMSO, um, I think it's sodium citrate and chlorine dioxide, which those three ingredients have been used by the Christian missionaries and they've been clearing malaria in 40 days. And it pretty much has the same effect as what the hydroxychloroquine does, which opens the channel to get the zinc into cells as well. I think it's important to remember that, you know, zinc is required by the mast cells that line the respiratory tract. And if this is a spec, uh, if this is affecting um, the respiratory tract as well, it would make sense. A lot of the uh, vaccines have been known to have parasites in them. 
and and also Celeste Salom, and it has been indicated we've seen contaminated vaccines that vaccines are laced with nanoparticulates that have uh, possible um, contaminate contaminants in them that are activated by electromagnetic pulse frequencies. So that would that would also marry together with are the uh, ha- have people being contaminated with vaccines? Are they being sprayed with? We've seen masses of chemtrails. Are they being sprayed with something, parasites? And is that why this treatment's working? It is quite odd. Um, it does seem quite odd. And the other thing as well that there's a real um, red light is that you are suddenly, this was quite an innocuous drug that you could get. It's been around for years. I worked for an airline for 10 years and we were all told to carry that at all times. And then I believe it was in January, it was made prescription only, you couldn't get it over the counter. And now they're saying it's anecdotal evidence, even though this thousand's been treated successfully with it, it's anecdotal. Um, now all of a sudden you can't get it anywhere in America, you've got to have a prescription and it's quite difficult to get here. When anything goes like that, that always makes a red alarm bell go off in my head. Okay, all right. Well, um, Joni, what do you say to that? I, I'm I'm with her on that. I, I'm with her on that. I have listened to her um, for a great day, and, and I have a lot of respect for her. She she is speaking out and and taking the hits for all of us. <laughs> so yes, she she's very intelligent, and I think she's on the mark. They uh, it's it's interesting, you know, because um, we're always told that things must be um, uh, double-blind trials or certainly scrutinized trials. And it has to be that those trials can't be, um, they can't be biased. They can't be paid for by the company that's trying to sell the actual uh, products. And these are products. This is an industry, don't forget. Pharmaceuticals, it is an industry. But it's, uh, it's very interesting uh, when they they come out and they want to discount when you had all those first line physicians who were saying we've had excellent results um, each of them with all their patients and then I remembered way back in the beginning of this whole pandemic scamdemic uh, nonsense there was the doctor who came out in New York I believe he's he was moved to back to the emergency room and he said these patients are not exhibiting the usual signs of having a virus they're exhibiting signs as though they've been thrown from an aircraft and they've got altitude sickness and they haven't acclimatized to it he said that's exactly what we're seeing and of course uh, it's common knowledge now that when the patients were treated with the protocol as though it was viral and they were put on ventilators they did indeed die it merely exacerbated the condition but of course um it, it, again, it's no secret that those patients, both in the UK and America, and I believe other countries, as soon as those patients were placed onto a ventilator, some of them that were completely compost mentors, um, brains adequately being perfused with oxygen because they were articulate uh, and orientated to time and place. But then they were sedated and put on a ventilator and told it was to their, in their best interest and they died. Um, I think one has to start looking at that. And that doctor did say he tried to treat it. And and then you had a very disjointed. If you have a pandemic, well, this is common sense. I'm just speaking from putting together all of my knowledge. If there were a pandemic 
and a group of doctors came along and they were saying that everyone's dying, you know, we've, we've, people are dying everywhere, we've got to shut the world down, blah, 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 blah. Um, if you then have a group of doctors that step forward and say, we've treated this amount, of course, it wasn't two or three, it was hundreds, I believe it was several thousand. We've treated these patients, all of them made a complete recovery. Then if it really was a pandemic, then one would push this through uh, as, as a treatment protocol. I know you had Dr. Mohammed Adil on the show, Tim. And Dr. Adil, uh, Dr. Adil is a very respected 30-year uh, NHS consultant. And he said, actually, the normal protocol when they started to announce that this was a pandemic and that they were going to start taking extreme measures... Um, uh, the professionals would normally come together and there would be a meeting and you have all these um, major incident drills as well, but they would decide on this. This would be the normal protocol. And he said there were no such meetings. None of them were, they were, none of them were um, asked to speak. None of this has followed due process anywhere. None of it has, none of it makes sense. And when you see that they're withholding treatment that has been proven to work, then one could absolutely unequivocally say, therefore, they're in favour of killing us. Yeah, I, mean it what it is. yeah I, I, I think that I think that's the case. Joni, you have anything else you want to add? Uh, I wanted to bring Joni on because she's the one who kind of sent this to me and uh, and share this information. And Joni, you have anything else you want to add before we let you go? Uh, no, I, I think that's pretty much it. I'm going to see if I can't do some more research. I mean, you know, with everything I have going on here, it took me a little while to kind of put it all together. So um, I'm, I'm getting a little more time, so I'll be doing some more research on it to see what I can come up with. But it, it's just something to think about, and it's something that, that has not been looked at, and we were fed this narrative that, as Kate said, nothing's been done according to standard protocol. So we don't really know what we're dealing with. Yeah, I, I think it'd be great, Joni, if you could um, you could email me on my natural nurse at mail dot com, and you and I could collaborate and maybe look at some studies and look at what we think and look at maybe like what the Christian missionaries did, which Tim alerted me to, and I instantly went and bought all the products. I think it would be quite interesting to look at all that. Um, oh, I agree. And, there, and give me your email again. Uh, naturalnurse at mail.com. Everyone else, please don't email me on that one. That's my <laughs> patient. Once you've completed your patient forms, don't fill that in. Uh, you, well. <laughs> you, you can reach me at Suzanne Hamner 0731 at gmail. I'll get it off to him afterwards if you like. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Joni, we appreciate you very yeah, much. We if, can collaborate. Thank yeah, you. We appreciate you very much, everybody. You can check out Joni's work there on sonsoflibertymedia.com. And she writes under the pen name Suzanne Hamner. And uh, we appreciate you very much, uh, Joni. Thank you so much. And uh, she's still in the chat room as well. So maybe she'll have some input as we go along. Now, Kate, I wanted to get that out of the way because I think that that kind of throws a, something different in there of why there was such strange treatments of putting people on ventilators, uh, doing all these kinds Crazy. of things. They were treating the wrong thing. Um, and then even with some of the other treatments, they just all this all this nonsense about the mask, you know, the vaccinations, all this other kind of stuff and what you've got going on. No wonder stuff doesn't seem to be working. And then you have people trying to suppress like what you said, 
those things that have that doctors have come out and said, we're actually having something work mm. here. And why are you suppressing it? Why are you not letting people get it? Now, before we came on, you said people in the UK and I forget the other country you talked about, they were able to they're able to get this hydroxychloroquine with the zinc and stuff like that. Uh, in the U.S., that's being suppressed in certain states. They're not allowing it. Um, I don't know if it was the CDC or whoever it was saying, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And, for you know, we have the people coming in about the Trump administration. This isn't really about that, but I'm going to throw it at you. He's done nothing to actually stop it. I mean, he's the one who could pull Fauci's strings. He could pull Burks's. He could pull them completely out of giving them a platform, but he doesn't do that. He continues to let them be. Oh, he's exposing them to him. No, it continues to give ground for tyranny, tyranny against you. So, and I'm not here to get on the politics of it, but it's very interesting to me that it seems like there are a handful of doctors and nurses who come out and say, this, we actually, this works. There may be some, a little bit of side effects on the hydroxychloroquine. That's, that's just known. Okay. It is. It I, is I, just, I think about that. There's a little bit of side effects on hydroxychloroquine, but we'll put you on a ventilator and the side effect yeah. of that is we'll kill Yeah. No, I, 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 I totally agree. I totally agree. All right. So you've got some other stuff for us that is coming out of the UK. And that is they're trying to, you guys are going to have uh, some sort of a meeting there. You you were a part of a meeting you said you couldn't hear earlier this week. I think it was Thursday or Friday. People can check it out. Go to YouTube and look up Event 202. Not 201 like Bill Gates, but 202. And you and Dr. Uh, Tenpenny and Dr. Adil. And then uh, there was... Um, uh, Lena, Lena Pugh, Lena Pugh and... 5G expert, Mark Steele, 5G expert. Yep. And we had Sir Robin, Til- uh, sorry, Robin Tilbrook, yep. who is the leader of the English Democrats, who's taken the government to court over the COVID-19 Act. Okay. All yeah, it was of- just unfortunate. I couldn't hear. I couldn't get on. My wife it works perfectly here. Didn't work at all. Yeah. One, well, one of the things I got to watch some of it, and people can check that out if, if they're interested in that. But you've got something else coming on later this month. Um, a group of you guys are getting together to talk about that. And the, uh, the one thing that they said that you can't talk about in the midst of that is 5G. Now, yeah. you want to tell us about that and what you think is going on there? Well, an event's been organized in London, Trafalgar Square, and we want as many people. This is going to be the biggest event ever. It'll be huge. Uh, I know the BBC are going to be there because there's a BBC reporter who's going to be interviewing myself, Dr. Adil, and another nurse. Because uh, we're all we're all suspended, of course. Although I wrote to them, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but uh, we're all going to be talking, and this has all been very well organised. And I found out today that they actually have a license for it. They have to apply to the council to get a license to do this talk, and they have sound equipment. They have huge screens. It is a really big event. And uh, but I found out today that you're not allowed to talk about five G. Really? I mean, this, these are nanoparticulates. They are contaminated vaccines. They are spraying from above all of the heavy metals. This, this is activated by electrical, uh, electromagnetic pulse radiation. There are patents on particular frequencies. One of those patents for a weapon that when it's unleashed, it renders everyone and every animal deaf. And now they've just announced in the press, oh, deafness is another symptom of COVID-19. You know what? They, next, they're going, to be, they're going to be telling us that conception 
birth, uh, your menstrual cycle. It's all a symptom of COVID-19, premature ejaculation. Everything's going to come under the symptoms of COVID. I mean, it is that mental. Um, it really is. And, uh, well, they've already said that, haven't they, that, it, um, that COVID-19 does indeed, it finds refuge in the testes and, and hides. And this was just a hypothesis. And then every newspaper ran with it. And now everybody thinks that it can be sexually transmitted. No science, folks. It's a big lie. They just don't want you to go forward and procreate. It's all part of the master plan. Well, Procreation. You, apparently... Yeah, apparently it's hiding in Walmarts and other businesses that you can go into. Now they're trying to push that nonsense yeah. uh, of, of putting on masks, you know, making it mandatory. And folks, if you paid attention the other week when I had um, uh, the video there from the young man down in Georgia and he went into the store and all these mandatory mask mandates, all you got to do is say, eh, I, I don't believe I should have to wear that. Uh, it's a religious mandate. Are you discriminating against me? And they have to say no, and they have to let you go about your business. But you have to, look, if you don't exercise your right, if you don't stand up for your rights, ain't nobody else going to stand up for them. And this is the thing. If I go into a store and they tell me I have to wear a mask, nope, uh, you're discriminating against me if you require me to do that. This is the Civil Rights Act. I think it was 1964. And here's the thing. You have to press it on them. And if they want a lawsuit, I'm sure there's plenty of civil rights attorneys who will take that up for you in a moment because there's a lot of money to be made if you've got a big department store, uh, chain outlet, corporation that's wanting to infringe on your rights. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Now, with this... Well, what's happening in the UK is the big stores, they know that it's a civil matter. The police know they have no powers to enforce it. Uh, they can only enforce criminal matters. For them to serve you a fine, they'd have to put you on notice. And then if they removed you, that would be kidnap. Um, if the store then says you're not getting in. But what they are doing here, which is quite interesting, the little Nazis, is uh, you have, you have um, particular people in stores who are taking it upon themselves. And you have to call them out. Yesterday, we have a store in Uckfield. And there's a gentleman there who's a manager. And right from the beginning... Right from the very beginning, I went in one day and he had a full visor on, uh, woolen gloves, a mask and a big plastic apron. And I said, why are you dressed like that? He went the virus and he was stacking shelves. So this is a man who's already terrified because he doesn't know God. And that's me, you know, just judging him there. And uh, what, what he did yesterday, because I went down there, you know, to, to educate the two security guards, He's been telling the security guards that when people are not wearing a mask, they must offer them a mask. And then they must, if they say they're exempt, they must ask to see their exemption certificate. Well, no such thing actually is in existence. It's not law. You don't have to carry an exemption certificate. What's next? A big pointy hat with a D on it, maybe a yellow star of David. Let's all brand them. Um, so it's not law. You don't have to do it. If you choose to go and download some silly uh, uh, badge that says I'm exempt, okay, I respect that. You're afraid. You don't want the confrontation. But you are complicit then. You don't need to wear a badge. You don't need to tell anyone you're exempt. You don't need to wear one. Full stop. This is a mouth and nose. These are not gills. They're ears. I need this part. So I. Um, uh, th that's... Small fractions now, there's another lady who works in the UK who works for a very big salon um, 
product provider, Sally's it's called, I'm calling you out. They are pressurizing their staff and telling their staff they must wear masks when they're working in the store and it's their policy. So what now what you have is individual workforces harassing, bullying and coercing their employees. And I think if you're doing that as a, as a company or you're having that done to you, come to me. There are letters you can send them and you can take up a suit all on its own against the individuals. And that's what people need to do. Remember, it's not a tyrannical government that overthrows the people. It's the people allowing it. And today, you acquiescing. Somebody actually wrote on my Twitter account, see it like a diaper. It's to stop droplets. And I said, if someone's talking that much poop, they need to wear a diaper across their mouths very <laughs> tightly. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, I can see you laughing away there, Tim. But, you know, who writes that kind of thing? Have you lost sense of yourself? Do you know if that virus is going to be breathed out and in your snot and your spit, it's going to be in your gas as well. What's next? A plug for your behind to stop people passing gas? I mean, I had a lady in the supermarket yesterday. She had a, a handkerchief tied around her mouth with a V. All she needed was a Stetson and a couple of pistols. And uh, she was most disgusted because I leaned over her. And as we know, Mr. Caroni loves a lean. And uh, I said to her, if you're so concerned about, you know, the virus, madam, and being sick, you might want to check out the rubbish that you're buying in your trolley. I mean, it's we I don't believe that we should wear a mask just for an easy life because next will be the goggles and they're laughing at us. And then it will be gloves. And before you know it, you're going to be out in a hazmat suit if you're allowed out at all. And it might sound fantastical. But don't forget the history in time where people were told they're going to come and take your houses. They're going to load you on cattle trucks and take you away. And they were like, no, no, our governments would never do that. You're dead right, your governments were. They don't care at all. They want you dead and they want your property and they want your kids and they want your money. And they've, they've already had your pensions. You think your pensions are all there? No, they're not. So you're under an illusion. And if you don't get doing it now, it's gone past the midnight hour. It really no, it, has. It, it has. And this is something that, you know, I talked about when uh, the, the Trump administration was having the Treasury Department work with the Federal Reserve to buy up securities. Folks, I mean, you're looking at straight up communism. That's what that's <laughs> the very definition of it. And the fact that we're engaged in fascism, socialism, all these kinds of isms within what's called the land of the free because we're not following the Constitution. And, you know, Kate, you were right. This is the message of the Sons of Liberty is, <coughs> excuse me, we're the, no, I'm going to have the COVID team drop in behind me here shortly. Uh, <laughs> they're going to bust through the green screen. Uh, they're going to so, give you that probe. That probe that goes up your nostril is about yeah, four foot long. Yeah. So they're they're doing it because we're letting them do it. We continue to see how they pull the wool over our eyes, and all some people can see is the political team's jersey that they're cheering for. They're not seeing that there's an infringement upon their liberties and the liberties of their posterity, which they're supposed to guard and pass on to them, they're not seeing that at all. And so they're just cheering that on because they're scared They're scared of the virus the way they're scared of the other political opposition. And that's the problem. It's all fear. And the Bible calls us not to be fearful. Okay, that's, I mean, it's, it's said over and over and over and over again. Why? Because 
the Father's in control, right? He's in control of things, and all of these things work together for good for those who love him, which the opposite of that is if you don't love him, it's working together for bad for you. So when we have these things, we're to call these people out. Now, what is this thing that you guys have going on over there in the UK where, t- where they told you you can't talk about 5G later this month? Yeah, there's uh, on the 20, 29th of August at Trafalgar Square, there's going to be Dr. Adil, myself, uh, Pier, um, uh, I forgot, Piers Corbin. Uh, there's going to be um, another male nurse who's got a PhD, the one who wrote the documents that I sent to you. Um, Kevin Corbett, an amazing, amazing man. Um, there is going to be Professor Dolores Carhill. We're all there talking and much more, but I just found out today that you can't mention 5G or they won't give you the license. Well, anyone that says anywhere, uh, this is gagged, this is the topic you can't talk about. That's the very topic that should be out there. Um, so I said, well, that's fine. You know, maybe they'll mingle amongst the crowd or stand away from that bit and talk. But I mean, this, when I hear things like that, I, I know you're on the way. When you're told you can't cover something, you're on the right target. And what I, what I did want to talk about today, I've spoken about it lots, um, is the uh, critical frailty score in the UK of one to nine, one being that you're fit and healthy and nine being that you are terminally ill. And one would think, like when I trained, that terminally ill was somebody that was like cachectic, you know, they were jaundiced completely, they were end-stage cancer, they couldn't eat, or they'd got some pulmonary disease, they could no longer eat or drink. You would, you would say that resuscitation would be un- unjust, unfair, and you would talk about that with the patient or the patient's uh, relatives who are in charge. But now that patient that's dying could be anything up to one to 12 months. I know people that were given three months to live and they're alive 10 years later. Uh, But anyway, what's coming out is the nurses and doctors on the 29th of April 2020 were given the authority that anyone on the critical frailty score six and above who cannot reach their desired goals can have all treatment withdrew. And treatment is food, water. Um, essential medication. Well, that's a license to kill. I don't care what anyone calls it. Never time in history was there any other time other than the nurses of the Third Reich. Um, So the nurses that are doing that are complicit in murder. Now, if that was any other time, this is what I'm going to tell you is happening. A nurse has come out. Many people are going to her and one such place. And if it's happening in one place, it'll be happening in loads. These um, vulnerable adults that have got learning disabilities or physical disabilities, they were told in these homes, none of the doctors have been out to visit. And if these patients got sick, they weren't to be treated. So if they had a chest infection, they're not to get antibiotics. And they were to be put on end of life care, midazolam, which is going to sedate you, and morphine, which is going to a little piece of your brain uh, stem, which controls your breathing, and morphine it actually depresses it. That's why an overdose of morphine can kill you, but also morphine's used off license. It's a painkiller, but the side effects of it are this depressing of the respiratory center. So it's used off license in oncology, in palliative care. So these patients have been put on this end of life care plan because they've got an infection. They're not given any food or water. So they're literally going to starve and they're going to be chemically coshed within 40 hours with this cocktail of midazolam and morphine. Well, I would call that murder. I would call that euthanasia. I don't know what you nurses that are doing it and doctors that you think you're doing or what authority you think you have to do it. Because every single 
cell in your brain should be telling you this ain't right. This is wrong. And if they're doing it to the adults, what about all the autistic children? Now, I know parents were told that their children would not be resuscitated. Who has the right to do this? Who has the right to say, yay, you can live, you can die. And if you think that they're going to stop there, you're seriously misled because history should tell you. First, they'll, they'll come for the disabled and the epileptics. Then they'll come for the gays. They'll come for the blacks. They'll come for anyone who doesn't fit that agenda. So they've already been saying in the UK, and, and it's called a tacit agreement in law, Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson, that criminal, that globalist, the only person I've ever known go in intensive care with a serious uh, virus that's going to kill him and came out as fat as what he went in. Normally, when people are sick, they tend to drop a few pounds because they can't eat. Not him. Um, uh, I personally don't believe he was ill. That's just my personal opinion. I'd like to see all his notes. And I am entitled to my opinion. Um, but, you know, he announced that everyone over 50 will have to stay home and isolate because they're vulnerable. That's me. I look at 20-year-olds in the crisp aisle of a supermarket and they're in worse shape than me. Um, then it was going to be, you know, anyone with all these different things wrong with them. Can you imagine the uproar that that would cause? Then he said everybody has got to have the flu vaccine and everyone over 50. Well, the flu vaccine, you're more likely 400% increase to have a miscarriage when having the flu vaccine. So they're bringing out these things. And then finally this week, he announced that uh, there is a thing called the Public Health Infectious Disease Act of 1984. It's been there a long time, but they've changed it and updated it recently to state that radiation's in there. It does indeed say in there that in, in a time of a great you know, pandemic, infectious disease, they can go into buildings and raise them to the ground and all the everything, the cars, and that also states your private property. So they can indeed come into your house, remove you to a, a place of where you'd be detained, and they can raise your house to the ground and destroy all your property and your pets. That's in there. And he actually came out and mentioned it this week. We could destroy commercial property, including private. They're letting you know. They're drip feeding you so that, well, we told you. And then what you're going to see when this electromagnetic pulse frequency is switched up and you see all these viruses becoming activated, possibly this parasite, which my good colleague who's been on earlier has talked about, the hydroxychloroquine, why it works. Um, are we going to see all these people getting sick? And then they'll go into areas and they'll clean it out because they're already locking down areas in the UK again. And they'll start saying, we've got to clear this area. It's got virus. We're going to raise the houses to the ground. And that's nothing you can do about that. Everything you've ever owned, gone. And because it's a pandemic, your insurance is nil and void. You'll have as much sitting in front of you as what you came into this world with. And unfortunately, the rest of the Muppets out there that are watching the BBC, the COVIDiots that are masking up, um, they're all going to be pointing at you like you're some delirious leper that should be dealt with in such a harsh way because they think you're going to contaminate them. Do you see? This is the three Ds of torture that the Red Army used so effectively. You have to convince everybody that they have a disability. Well, you are. You can be harboring this deadly, they call it a disease, and it's a virus, even though you're asymptomatic. You could pass it on even though it doesn't affect you and kill someone else. Really? 
it's it's like a big pantomime. And so that's your disability. So you've got to wear a mask. They've got to make you look sick, make you look dirty, make you look disease-ridden. And then you're dependent. The 3Ds, you're now dependent on the government to tell you what to do because you're going to die without them. And then you're dread. You're going to dread what's coming next. They're going to shut the pubs again. They're shutting this. They're shutting that. They're zoning us down. Look at Melbourne. Look at what's happening to those poor people in Australia. So, folks, if you're not going to get up off your knees right now, take that mask, wipe your mouth with it and throw it in the garbage and say we're not doing this anymore. The next round of the pandemic, Act 4, is going to... It's like a lover in an abusive relationship. You're in an abusive relationship with the government and they are just going to rain more and more demands down on you. And it actually states in that COVID Act about how, you know, when those children are at school and they suddenly all get sick and Boris brings in his, quote, army fast response test teams for officers and schools... When he brings that in, they're not going to bring your children home to you because they're going to be saying they've got a deadly virus. They're going to be taking your children to a detention place and you won't be seeing them. This is fact. Wake up, your back's against the wall. You've got a gun to the front of your head, the sides and the top. And the whole agenda is to depopulate. That's ultimately all it is. The rest are just tools. They're just tools to facilitate a global takedown, starvation, one world currency, get you all on a standardized wage, make your life so miserable that your immunity will drop, that a lot of you will die. There'll be no resources, no facilities for medicine, so you'll die. The dissidents will be dragged off when we have one of the power cuts. They'll round you lot up. Uh, that'll be me. Um, so if you can't see this ultimate agenda, then you shall die through lack of knowledge. No, I agree. I agree, Kate. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, some people are asking in the uh, in the chat why I keep doing bad, bad to the people who just come in and all they can do is give a political, you know, chant, rah, rah, pom, pom, cheerleader. It's because we're not even talking about that. This is how this is how brainwashed people and propagandized people have become. We're talking about a serious health issue. Now, tyranny is involved in that across the the world, not just here in the U.S. There is a tyranny that's involved. And I would challenge anybody uh, who comes on here and who wants to attack in the chat room. Hey, be a man, be a woman. Call in 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. We'll take your call. We've demonstrated we'll do that. We'll listen to your side. Um, but uh, but you're not going to talk over us. You can, we'll give you a place to do that. But this is an issue that the people have to deal with. And you can't deal with it if the powers that be, whether they be in government or whether they be on YouTube or whether they be on Facebook or Twitter or wherever it is, if they're going to shut down any discussion of this issue except what they say is the, well, the World Health Organization is the authority, the CDC is the authority in this, okay, well, how are they the authority? Because they said so? Because the government said so? How many times have they been wrong? How many times have they based every, well, they've based a lot of the stuff that they've done off of what? Theory, not things that are actually proven, but theory. It, now, how many? A silly computer program. Yep. Well, how many people? How, yeah. How many people would reject evolution because they say it's a theory? It's not anything proven. Well, a lot of people who listen to this show, and yet when it comes to the issue of our health, they're more than willing to embrace a theory with a theoretical response to it 
that obviously didn't work at the, at the beginning. <laughs> and this is why we brought up uh, the issue. This is why I had Joni call in today and have you comment on it, because the issue is is the, the people that say they believe in free speech, they don't actually believe in free speech. They don't actually believe in engaging uh, other people who might have a different point of view actually engage. They believe in shouting them down or silencing them completely. Now, or, co- or complaining about uh, there is no free speech. If yeah. you think you've got free speech, th- there is no free speech. Uh, they will. They will. Um, even if you give an interview, you can't trust what they write because, in fact, th- that's exactly why you shouldn't give one. They uh, even when you give it, you have to tape it yourself. Because everything will be removed or it won't make it to print. Uh, none of it will make it to print. If you speak other than the uh, government narrative, then you will immediately be silenced. And that's happening everywhere. I mean, when, when you see um, a group of doctors, frontline doctors talking and get two million hits within an hour, and then that becomes instantly deleted from absolutely everywhere, which is what happened. They deleted it from all of the social media platforms. You know, uh, I, I was listening to, um, um, I believe it was Goldberg, you know, the guy that was murdered and he had all the leaked documents. And that was really interesting because I remember reading um, about the Club of Rome, I read the Committee of 300, about the gatekeepers and how they placed all these people all over YouTube, all over Facebook, and they will, um, they'll have platforms to discuss the very topics that, that us, uh, the dissidents, as we're called, would, would go and look at. And then they collated, just like they did in uh, Germany, took them, I believe it was 12 years to collate where all the uh, people, the political people were that were talking against the government, where all the money was, where all the gold was, where all the paintings were. And then it was a very orchestrated attack when um, they went into those areas to, to remove people and remove the wealth. And uh, apparently all of these social media channels, they take a note of all your IP, IPL addresses, IPL, whatever it's called. I'm not very tech. Um, and they know all of us and what we look at, everything what we look at. So there is no free speech. And, uh, and it's, it's now, it, it's been censored and silenced everywhere, absolutely everywhere. When you get shadow banned, all sorts happen. I mean, I did a, I did a video on Facebook. And it looked like there was 1,200 people watching me. As soon as I stopped the video and went to press share, it said 22,000. So, oh, yeah, uh, there, it, there's no doubt they're, they're engaged in manipulation. In fact, I'm going to have a, um, an article out this morning. I wrote it last night because it's going to be documentation of dealing with about six or seven. Well, actually, it's dealing with a lot more than that. But where Facebook has said that we've put out fake news or Partially, and I go and show, no, we didn't. They applied something to us that, that didn't, and I, I show exactly where they're saying, we're saying something, and then they limit us on that, that we never said. Uh, or where we're actually showing the truth of the matter rather than the other. And this is going to be part of, yes, we're, we're actually going to be filing the lawsuit. This is part of that filing, uh, the article that will be up at SonsLibertyMedia.com when we're off the air here. It'll be up with probably within the hour. And, uh, and showing them this. We see it with our numbers on, on Facebook. We see it with our numbers on YouTube. We see the shadow bans. We see uh, the limit in our reach that we have. Almost daily, we see this kind of thing. I mean, we were, a, we were a website in 2014 when we started. We went from nothing to like a million page views within inside of three months. And so we were doing well, and immediately they started to cut off the spigot. 
and uh, and it's corrupt as the day is long. I was going to address something here. TK and NC1 said we need a constitutional amendment for separation of health and state. Uh, well, TK, we have it. It's called the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. Whatever is not delegated to the federal government is the rights are retained to the states and the people. And we didn't delegate any kind of issue of health care, hospitalization, welfare, or any of this stuff to the federal government. So you already have that. We don't need a constitutional convention for it. We don't need a constitutional amendment. It's already in there. And the fact of the matter is the people are the ones who have to apply it. And this is, again, where we go back to uh, we need to be pushing people for constitutional militias, not something done in the dark, out in the broad light of day, uh, the way the Constitution lays it out, because we are the enforcers of the law. We're the solution to this. Not Donald Trump, not Congress, not Senate. Uh, We are the solution, you and me. The problem is we're going to have to get beyond uh, doing our keyboard warrior thing and and those things, and we're going to have to go out and we're going to have to be a part of pushing that in our local communities. All politics are not federal. They're local. And we talk a lot about federal stuff and what they do. The remedy to that is to deal with them locally. And, uh, you know, our founders gave us a ways with nullification, interposition at the state level. That can be done. But it can also be done in a number of other ways on a local level, even going, you know, ahead of state. Uh, We got a call here real quickly. Uh, Let's see who we got. We got uh, Stephen on the line. Stephen, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, were you Stephen that called the other day? No. Okay. All right. What, what's, what, what's your comment or question? Well, I just see everybody putting the this is a Republican thing or this is a Democrat thing. And uh, people got to realize that our Constitution says that we can rise up against the government. And it's the government that's putting this on everybody. They're systematically taking out everything, all our rights and everything. And uh, we need to rise up against them and take our government back. Well, yeah, in the Declaration of Independence, it's clear that when a government, you know, becomes tyrannical in the way that King George was to the colonies, that the people have a right to dissolve that and establish new government, uh, one that secures their liberties uh, for them and for their posterity. So you're exactly right. But this is an issue where the law has to be applied. We're not we're not advocating an Antifa-style communist revolution or any of that stuff. We're, we're advocating for the uh, restoration of actual law that protects men's liberties. It protects, as Bradley says, justice, and that's the application of the law, is what guards our liberties. If we're not going to bring justice to people uh, who violate the moral law of God, well, then we're going to lose our liberties day in and day out, and it's cowards who won't, they didn't establish uh, our nation, they won't preserve it either. Stephen, anything else you had? No, that was it. I just uh, wanted to say that because we need to uh, go by what Jesus said and not by what this government is putting out. No, I agree. I totally agree. Stephen, thank you for your call, man. We appreciate you very much. Thank you. All right, see you. All right, there goes Stephen, and we appreciate his call. And uh, any of you others, you're ready. To, you're welcome to call in as well. Although we're running out of time here because we got about three minutes or so. Uh, Kate, any final thoughts on what we've talked about today? Yeah, I think I think because of the way everything's going, I think it's really important. It doesn't matter how you look at it. Uh, every day, there's another sanction. People are pushing back. People are starting to push back. And you will see this. And, and be ready, because they're ready for when you push back, they're going to push even harder. And, and that is what you're going to see. It's not, this is not going to be ended overnight. 
I think that's what people think it's just going to end. This whole mask scenario is going to be here for good. And this whole virus thing, they're drip feeding you. You had, I heard Fauci say, you've heard that Bill Gates, I mean, who is he? But anyway, they're saying coronavirus is not going to go. COVID's not going to go. They're testing more and more people now and getting more and more positive results uh, with the phony test. And don't forget, when you wear a mask, it activates your own coronaviruses. Um, so uh, that whole putting your body under pressure. So what's, this is just going to get worse. I think it's really important that people do need to plan. You know, you do need to have some first aid equipment, equipment in your house. You do need to have colloidal silver. You do need to have some hydroxychloroquine if you can get it. If not, get some tonic water in, some zinc. You do need to start planning having dried foods, having foods that when they start switching stuff off, you've got, you know, and this is really hard for people that don't have money, um, but just buy an extra bag of something but, uh, and, and start to form groups with other people, other families. When you're disjointed, and you're all looking at every man for himself, then it becomes, you become very weak. And this is where whole communities now should be uh, really kind of coming together. And that would, I believe, be, uh, uh, make people far more um, strength, give them far more strength. Yeah, I agree. I, had, I have a uh, friend up in Asheville, and uh, he was designing a gun, which we bought about four of them at one time. And uh, he did a lot of uh, prepping. He was on the show Doomsday Preppers, and one of his big things was uh, spirulingua. He was doing he was he was doing that, but he he said prepping cannot be just the individual or just the family. It has to be a community effort because different people can, you know, prep for different things, and not one person is having to do it all. They can prep for each other, and they can share what they've prepped with one another as a community. I think that's more of the biblical. Uh, solution. I think that's really where our founders were. That is that is a love for one another in doing that. It's it's really a great philosophy. Kate, we got about thirty seconds here. Tell people where they can find out uh, more about you, where they can catch you online. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Kate Shemarani. Do follow me. Um, I give a little take on the news and what's coming. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm, I'm back on. My band's been lifted. Don't worry, it'll see me back. Kate Shemarani and then my community page Natural Nurse in a Toxic World I'm on Instagram Kate Shemarani Natural Nurse in a Toxic World if you need me regards to health please do be patient I get thousands it's Kate Shemarani at gmail.com I am on BitChute and Brighteon but I I haven't loaded up yet I mean there's only so much I can do but uh do follow me I do put regular updates I do do videos and uh you know, it's it's never the strongest that win. It's those that knew their opponent's plan. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Great Lord's Day. We'll see you on Monday. Adios.